1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. It certainly does on a Sunday morning. You know, Sundays aren't the same without Ray Lance, Tenny, Pete, all of the folks at USA Wealth Group, folks. It's always an honor to be standing alongside Ray. Good morning to you and to everyone at USA Wealth Group. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And it is indeed an honor to be not only with you, Phil, but to be with our listening audience. And it's always an honor, I can't forget to say this, to be with my wife beside me in the radio studio. So good morning, Tenny Lance, Attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning to you, Ray, to you, Phil, and everyone out there. Very attractive outfit. Thank you, Thank you, Phil. <laughs> Are you talking to Tenny? I'm sorry. I didn't understand. Has I'm he wearing been a plain like this? blue shirt. Has he been like this all morning? No. <laughs> all life. Oh, all year. Life. That's more like it. I, I I lack this microsecond of hesitancy on the tongue before I speak. Sometimes, you know, we have, there must be a name for that somewhere. Yeah. Think synapse. <laughs> no, I just uh, I don't know. I've I've always had a bit of a sarcastic sense of humor, I guess. But I've always appreciated the fact that you were always very quick-witted. I call it that instead. Yeah. Except for our daughter. She's not listening today anyways. We call our daughter sometimes Viper Tongue. <laughs> She's even faster than I am. <laughs> One of my guests is known as Razor Tongue. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's, yeah, you know. Yes. <laughs> it's both a good and a bad oh, quality. Yes. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about uh, women, one of my favorite subjects on earth. And we're going to talk about important retirement issues for women. So, Ladies, if you're listening today, retirement tends to be harder for you than it does for a man. We're going to talk about some of the reasons why and some of the things that you might be able to do about it. And I have a number of my usual quotations today, but I also thought about some of the things I've heard over the years from Warren Buffett. Um, And I want to start right off the bat by just talking about some of the things that he said. And they all have to do with preparation and planning. And really, that's what we are all about, Uh, Tenney at Lance Law, Inc., and at USA Wealth Group, our son Peter and myself and our staff. You know, between our two operations, we have a total of 12 people working on your behalf, ladies and gentlemen. And it's broken up into three different systems and three different entities, but we're there to help you. And... um, Planning is an important part of every single thing that we do in life, and nothing more so than planning for your retirement, planning for your finances. Warren Buffett is a master of planning and long-range investing. And one of the things he said, which I've always enjoyed, and you've all heard it before, rule number one, never lose money. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. You've heard that before, haven't you, Phil? Yes. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people don't realize that that really originated from Warren Buffett. Yeah. So don't lose the money. But let's, Tenny, today we're going to talk about important retirement issues for women and why women lag behind in retirement savings. Women just don't have as much money as men if they're alone in retirement, do they? 
Well, I think that is changing and will change as uh, times progress. But at the moment, uh, I think that's true for the majority of women in retirement, yes. So let me ask you a question. Um, How long do you suppose it takes for women to catch up with men when it comes to pay equality, for example? Well, can I tell you something really interesting? Women in the United States of America have not yet had the right to vote for 100 years. It was 1920 when women were first granted the right to vote in this country. So we're at about 97 years right now. That's going to be an interesting day to celebrate, won't it? Oh, yes. In uh, 2020. But we forget that. We forget how recently it's been that women have have not even had the right to vote. Do you know what happened to my fair lady? What happened to my fair lady? You went. You saw the. Production. We did. Yes, you were sitting right <laughs> smack behind us. Loved it. Right. It was a great show. Well, some people think that she returned to marry Higgins, but that's not the case. She goes on to become a leader in the women's suffrage. Years later. Good oh, for her. Good story. Good Isn't story. that so great? It's always it unclear is. in the in the show yes, it, yes. whether or not um, that closing yeah. scene. Yeah. So they never do get uh, married. No, no, no. She goes on. She's an empowered woman. Mm-hmm. So it leads right into good. your absolutely Eliza Doolittle. <laughs> Eliza Doolittle. <laughs> and by the way, a very quick shout out for the quality of the work that's being put on by Festival Theater at. Inside of our own Zaitarian Theater. Amazing. Magnificent job. I mean, it's just, it's totally professional. Uh, we've gone out of town sometimes to see a play, but right here in uh, New Bedford in our Zaitarian Theater, we have magnificent shows. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. T- take a visit, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You'll be yeah. well rewarded. West so, Side Story, uh, Jersey Boys, what other ones are coming? For? Uh, those are the two that I know of. I know they listed them. Yeah. But both are my favorites. Wonderful oh, yes. theater, though. The music from Jersey Boys is phenomenal. So the lead in My Fair Lady was on Broadway hmm. huh. for eight years huh. in Jersey Boys. Ah, interesting. Wow. Before taking the role here at Festival Theater. Wow. So, yeah, that's we a have a connection. Show. That is a great show. Well, that's one not to miss when that comes. And West Side Story, too. I mean, these are classics. Oh, but sure. Um, Jersey Boys, you're going to love the music. Uh, Big Girls Don't Cry, you know. They don't. That's the name of the song. They they may be behind men in retirement savings. (laughs) But But their emotions are more on their sleeves. Let's talk about for a minute, Tenny, just some of the reasons why women don't do as well in retirement. First of all, they don't make as much money. They're home raising children often, or they might be taking care of parents and elder relatives, and they don't have as good a job as men do often. Uh, Women on average work 13 years less than men do because they have other jobs to do at home. Well, I was going to say that's not a matter of working less. It's a matter of whether you get compensated for your work. Yep, good point. Um, Where you work. I met with uh, a lady the other day, and she left her paying job because she has to take care of both her dementia-ridden, unfortunate mother and her 11-year-old son who has some issues. So she's not getting paid to do any of this, but and she won't earn Social Security credits mm-hmm. in relation to all of this service. Right. It's, it's just not a very fair system. 
So because of the fact that women tend to be caregivers more than men do, um, and there is still gender inequality in terms of pay scales, uh, women don't make as, less, as much money. They earn less. Women typically make only about 81 cents for every dollar earned by a man, uh, which is pretty impressive when you think about it. Their Social Security typically is going to be less. They've paid less into retirement plans. And um, men need to understand this. Men need to uh, realize this. So on the one hand, when women perhaps haven't paid into retirement systems or Social Security as much as a man has, guess what? They also live longer than men. So they're going to live longer, and therefore having their money be able to last for them longer is even more important. Women live typically about seven years on average longer. Mm-hmm. Then we have widowhood. So Tenny and I are pretty much the same age. Um, she's slightly older than I am. I always tell everybody that I married an older woman. <laughs> right, Tenny? Yes, you did. Um, I did, didn't I? <laughs> but um, because women live longer than men do, men die earlier than women do, um, more women are going to be left without a spouse later in life as well. And that typically will mean instead of having two Social Security checks coming in from husband and wife, let's say, now you're only going to have one. You will get the larger of the two, but nevertheless, income is going to be less in general. Um, more and more people are divorcing. Uh, the rate in the country is pretty high. It's about 50% of all marriages end in divorce. And then, as we've also said, uh, smaller Social Security checks, typically. So, Tenny, um, first of all, let's talk just a little bit about estate planning, because estate planning is really important um, in making sure that a woman is going to be able to handle financial affairs, legal affairs for her husband, let's say. So if the husband becomes disabled, what kind of documents should she have in place? Well, we talk about this a lot. Um, if, if a husband becomes disabled and has not made any provisions through the uh, usual legal documents, then the poor wife is probably faced with a court process. It's called guardianship or conservatorship. And the difference is guardianship is getting permission from the court to take care of somebody else's body. And heaven forbid the, the husband does not have a health care power of attorney, then the wife may be faced with going to court to get a guardianship in place. Similarly, if the husband has never done anything like a durable power of attorney for property, then the wife may be forced to go to probate court and be appointed his conservator. And uh, it's all a very uh, time-consuming, humiliating, difficult process to go through, and it can be avoided by having the right documents in place. So it's important to plan. It's important to make sure that if somebody becomes disabled in your family, you have a power of attorney for them, and with that you can avoid the guardianship. Um, Warren Buffett once said, predicting rain doesn't count. Building arcs does. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Planning. You, got, you have to plan ahead. He was a terrific speaker, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, he's still with us. Well, I know, but I mean, he, he came up with so many phrases along the way yep. that are memorable. 
Well, let's come back and talk for just a moment. We've mentioned briefly powers of attorney and why that's important. Um, financially, it's critically important to make sure that we don't run out of money. Tenny, do you know what the number one fear people have in this country today? Ask people, if they, what are you most afraid of? Are you afraid of illness or dying or what does it happen to be? They've done studies on this. The number one fear that most people have is the fear of running out of money. The number two fear is death. So think about that for a second. People are more afraid of not having enough money to support themselves in retirement than they are about dying. Right. And that's why it's such an important uh, topic. One of the things that we do at USA Wealth Group is we do a very detailed analysis to find out what people's budget is, what your expenses are, what is your income, and then what other income sources can you create. Or then we'll take a look at assets and say, okay, what kind of income can you generate from the assets that you have? And sometimes if you don't have anything other than your house, we might even look at a reverse mortgage because that can be a source of, number one, paying off your existing mortgage so that you don't have to worry about paying a mortgage payment in retirement. Or number two, it can create a credit line. So if you need to have income to draw on from the equity in your house, you can do it that way. That can be another way to generate income. But um, the fact is that even though we talk about running out of money and we talk about the difficulty of living in retirement, 80% of women are more likely than men to be impoverished at age 65 and higher. While women um, are also likely to save money at work or not save money at work, men are more likely to save money at work, actually. But um, men are able to survive better financially than women are. Well, I think it was um, – it, it still is a problem, I think, in our society that even women, but, uh, both sexes actually, but, but particularly women, are not taught how to handle money, how to handle their own affairs. My mother could never reconcile a checkbook. She didn't understand what that meant. She really didn't even understand how to write checks because my father always did that for her. And as you see nowadays, there isn't really an appreciation um, among even young people as to um, how to handle money how to borrow, what a credit card means, what kind of rates are applied, and so forth. So somehow it would be nice if the school systems could take on uh, an educational uh, aura about money and how to handle it. I think that's a good point, Tenny. I think maybe that's something that we're going to do fairly shortly because we've talked about it for a while, and that is to treat um, this subject as very, very important and maybe set up some courses that we will do that will teach people all the basics of money and how to handle it. So let's let's plan to do that. I think that's a good thing that we ought to be doing. Yeah, we'll always remember my poor mother who lived 10 years beyond my father's death and she simply could not handle her household. She didn't understand direct deposit for her social security check. She didn't understand writing checks for anything or heaven forbid knowing how much she had in her checking account. It was a very sad situation. Uh, and it's not that she was not a bright person. She was an intelligent lady. Um, she had just never dealt with it. Well, we need to get past um, gender discrimination and have more gender equality. And we're not necessarily talking about physical jobs, but for 
equal jobs, people deserve to get equal pay. And this is not a, a liberal position or anything else. It's just a fairness position. And the fact is, in almost every profession you can think of, there's discrimination as well. Uh, as an example, even airline pilots, women pilots make only 71% of what male pilots do. Why? I mean, they're trained. They're going to fly the same plane. Um, you it want... may be that they don't have as lengthy experience as men because they haven't been involved in that profession okay. long enough. Maybe. How about dentists coming out of dental school? Uh, female dentists will make about 74%, three-quarters, of what a male dentist will make. Uh, lawyers, 82%. Teachers, post-secondary teachers, will make 84% if you're of what a man will make if you are a woman. The discrimination does exist. and it, uh, It's, again, the major reason, the major reason, that in being at home, why women don't have as much money put aside for retirement. So Social Security, let's talk about that for just a minute. Um, women, on average, will have uh, a smaller Social Security account, uh, about $10,000 less than men will on many occasions. And women are somewhat more likely than men to work for employers who offer retirement plans, but maybe they're not eligible for Social Security as much, and perhaps because they're working part-time. So Social Security decisions are very important. We talk about this a lot. We talk about when somebody should apply, and it's the most important source of retirement income for almost all Americans uh, age 65 and older, but especially for women. Um, women's earnings are, again, about 82% of what a man's earnings have been, and therefore their Social Security account is going to be less. So if you're in that situation, what can you do? Well, one of the things you can do very specifically, what this means is that you have to be more cautious about when you take Social Security. So maybe you don't take it at age 62. Maybe you wait until full retirement age of 66 or 67. But if you can have other funds to draw upon or continue working even on a part-time basis, maybe you can wait until age 70 when you can collect the maximum amount of Social Security. In the meantime, as we've said many times, draw down on an IRA account instead before you start taking Social Security. Because Social Security will take you all the way out to as long as you live, age 80, age 90, age 100, and therefore you want to have that check be as large as possible. But decisions about husbands and wives, if you are in a marriage situation, you want to make sure that you're going to make these decisions together. Um, I see people all the time that say, gee, I'm 62 and I could use the money. I'm going to go ahead and start collecting. Now, sometimes that might be a useful thing to do. If somebody's Social Security check at age 62 is only going to be $500 a month, and I met with somebody just this past week that's in that situation, then I will tell them it's not going to make a lot of difference to defer it to later. So maybe you want to go ahead and start collecting earlier. And we can calculate that for you mathematically. And before I forget it, give us a call at 508 998-8858, and we're happy to meet with you and sit down with you and help you work out a plan that makes sense for you. So, Tanny, what are some of the other ways that women might be able to close the gap in retirement? Well, I guess for one thing, um, you can 
have automatic deductions taken out of your pay. So if you're at work and it's hard to save, which it is for most people, uh, one of the things that you can do is start taking more money out of your pay every week. It's easier to do it that way. Put money aside for an IRA. What if you're a teacher and you say, well, I'm going to have a teacher's pension later when I work 30 or 40 years? Um, You can also contribute to a smart plan or 403B. I meet with people literally every single week who have smart plans, and it's another way to force yourself into savings. What if you're only two or three years away from retirement? It doesn't matter when you start. The earlier, the better. But I see people sometimes who are one year away from retirement, and they just haven't put aside enough money. And I'll say to them, can you really scrimp this last year? If you've got a 401k at work, can you put in $24,000 this year out of your pay and just sock away as much as you can? Um, Same thing with IRAs. It's so important for women to plan. Um, With some of the programs that I deal with a lot, like Medicaid, um, the Medicaid premise is that if a man goes into a nursing home first, which is often the case because, as you say, men tend to die earlier or have more afflictions and so forth, then the woman is um, often relying upon only her own income mm-hmm. um, in order to get by and very little in the way of assets. It's a very difficult situation. People Uh, simply don't understand it and don't plan for it. And actually, the government doesn't do an awful lot to help you understand it ahead of time. No, you really need private assistance for that. Um, Attorney Tenny Lance is very good at Medicaid planning and protecting assets from the nursing home. Um, Tell everybody your telephone number, Tenny, and your website. Our office, Lance Law, Inc., is at 508-998-8800. And our website is lancelawinc.com. Um, we would be happy to speak with anybody about estate planning or elder law planning, as it's sometimes called, or Medicaid planning. But there are some very specific things that you can do to close the retirement gap. If you think you're not going to have enough money to live on in retirement, um, as I said, you can do automatic withdrawals from your paycheck. Uh, You won't miss it quite as much. You'll learn to live on a little less. But the important thing is you can be saving more. Did you know that you can put more money into an IRA account once you're 50 and older? I did know that, but I don't know the details like you do. So maybe you can tell people the details about that. Well, the normal amount of money you put into an IRA account every year is $5,500. And then deductibility depends upon... Uh, your income and some other issues. So we won't talk about the deductions side of it right now, but in terms of contribution side, uh, you can't go and put $15,000 into an IRA. You're restricted to $5,500. But once you reach age 50 and older, they have a catch-up provision. You can put an extra $1,000 in, and now you can give $6,500 instead. And each of the spouses can do that, is that right? Both can do it, and guess what? If you have one spouse who's at home who's not working and you have one spouse who is working, the one who is working can put up all the money for both spouses and they allow it to be treated as a separate contribution for husband and a separate contribution for wife. 
those IRAs are very important uh, over the course of um, of people's lives because if one of the spouses uh, is deceased, then they can do the remaining spouse can do what's called a rollover provision, and it becomes an asset for that person to live on. And by the way, there's some very complicated rules on that, so don't just automatically assume that. Uh, you've heard everything there is to know about IRAs. It's very complicated. We're going to come back in just a couple minutes. We want to continue the conversation about uh, important retirement issues for women, especially as it relates to legal documents and financial documents. And we'll come back to visit the 401K in just a moment, too. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. We're so pleased to have you with us every Sunday morning on 1420 AM WBSM, your friendly station on the dial. We're pleased to be here with Phil Paleologos on Sundays. My pleasure. And um, our mission is really simple. We want to show you how to protect your family and how to protect your money. And nothing's more important than that. And... Well, maybe your health is more important. You have to have health first before you can do anything, right, Phil? <laughs> yes. And we're talking today uh, with attorney Tenny Lance, uh, who's good enough to join me every once in a while. We're talking about important retirement issues for women. Women, you're going to live longer than men. Women are typically not going to make as much money as men. Women are typically not going to have saved as much money for men. And they're going to have a more difficult time in retirement. And if you're a man listening today, just remember that if you want to make sure that the woman that you're going to leave behind, because typically you're going to pass away first, you've got to do some planning alongside your wife, alongside your spouse, your girlfriend, whatever it happens to be. So if you care about the people you love, you really need to take some steps to plan. Well, that's an interesting phrase that you just used a girlfriend instead of a wife because there are many uh, legal issues related to that and what that mm-hmm. girlfriend might inherit and be able to live on um, if you're not married. I counseled, for sure. example, a lady who had been living with this fellow, gosh, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 years, I don't know, uh, and he was dying, unfortunately, and I said, for heaven's sake, get married. They did. She was able to keep the house, his house, had previously been in just his name. So I always feel very good when I see this lady. And actually, she just recently sent me a um, a nice thank you card expressing her Yep, I remember seeing that. Yep, I do remember seeing that. And the funny thing is, this is not a all-or-nothing rule. It doesn't mean that if you've been living together, you should suddenly run out and get married. You really need to sit <laughs> no. down and look at the issues. Because... What if the husband ends up going into the nursing home or the wife does? And what if one spouse has more assets than the other? Then you really need to think about this carefully. Is it better to be married? Is it better not to be married? And similarly, I have counseled some people to think about divorce for the very reasons that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Of course, you need that five-year window, but in any case. Which means the five-year look-back period if you transfer assets, right? Right. So this is not a simple, yes, everybody should get married or nobody should get married, but uh, just the same as with Tenny. I have a a couple that I represent right now uh, in financial planning. I've done financial work for the wife. They both have children from a prior marriage. They've been living together for 17 years. 
no plans to marry. Um, the the woman in the relationship has given up her house to live in. She's renting it out. It's a smaller house. And she's been living for 15, 17 years with this gentleman in his house. So he's slightly older. His health isn't as good. What happens when he dies first? Well, he has provided in his estate plan. Keep in mind he's got two children who are going to be anxious to get their inheritance. He's provided in his estate plan that she has one year that she can continue to live in that house. Hopefully that will be enough, and the plan is that she'll stay there and then comfortably move back to her old house, uh, move out the tenant that's living there. But these are issues you need to think about. Yes, I was going to say that all... All of these issues indicate how different relationships and situations are. When we sit down and talk with people, we need to know particulars about your situation, and that's why we uh, get what some people may think is a little nosy, but we need to know those kinds of things in order to put the proper documents in place or the proper investment decisions in place for people. I'll give you another case uh, that I happen to know about that, Um, I think you did some work for some folks that have been living together for a long time, not married, unequal, uh, disproportionate assets. The husband happened to have a lot of assets and the wife didn't as much. But they were going to be looking at uh, potentially paying some significant estate taxes in Massachusetts. And so in that situation, they decided to get married and be able to take advantage of two $1 million exemptions. Yes, there's also another interesting Social Security thing that I think a lot of people may not know about. But you have to be married for, what, six months, Ray, in order to be able to claim the other person's Social Security if that other person should die? Oh, I have another good one. Another good one (laughs) is that if you've been married for at least 10 years and then divorced, and then you have another marriage, well, when the husband dies, let's say, with his larger Social Security account, both widows can claim benefits and collect Social Security benefits. Isn't that exciting? It is. But specifically, uh, one lady I met with had been married only something like five months instead of six months. Yeah, so there this are issues. Soul is mm-hmm. cut off from having her larger husband's Social Security check. And so what happens if they hadn't gotten around to doing estate planning so that at least she would have the benefit of some of his other financial assets? Right. That's why planning is so very, very important. One last quick quotation from my friend Warren Buffett. I call him my friend because I like him. (laughs) I've never met him. Someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Planning. Planning, planning. (laughs) So, Tenny, let's talk for a second, um, without going into Social Security in in real depth, let's talk again about, um, well, I do want to give you one more statistic. More and more people today are relying upon Social Security as their primary source of income in retirement. And typically, it's not going to be enough uh, to cover everything you have to care for and pay for in retirement. So... How you make those differences is really, really important. Um, I mentioned before the break that I was going to come back and talk quickly about 401k accounts also. Just as you have a makeup provision with IRAs once you reach the age of 50, you also have a makeup provision with 401ks. You can contribute a little bit more into a 401k account. 
So when I see people who are expecting to receive a pension, let's say it's a teacher's pension because we have represented many, many teachers, most of them, first of all, start off feeling very comfortable because they say, great, I'm going to have this teacher's pension when I retire. But I'll tell you the smartest people that I've seen, whether they work for Verizon or they work for a government agency with a pension, are the people who have the foresight to put ahead a little bit more money other than just their pension. In other words, they're not going to rely upon just their pension. They're contributing money into an IRA account, or if it's a regular corporation, uh, they're contributing into a 401k account. Teachers can contribute into a 403b account, a smart plan. Um, I mentioned to this to some people just about two weeks ago, uh, somebody who's working for the university, and they've got a state pension, which is terrific. And I said, are you putting any money into a smart plan? And the answer was no. And I said, well, you can do that. You can take advantage of the makeup provisions. You can contribute a fair amount. You're three years away from when you plan to retire. So go down tomorrow and find out how to start your smart plan at work. And then maximize, maximize, maximize. So whatever you can put into that, even in the short period of time of three years, uh, you're going to come out with another benefit, and retirement's going to be a lot easier. Um, Tenny, give folks uh, information on how to reach you if they want to know about the legal side of things. Our office phone number is 508-998-8800. And we are located on Fonts Corner Road. If you know where Vanity Fair is or used to be, I'm not sure if it's still functioning over there. Or if you know where the UMass Law School is, we are across the street from those two facilities. Um, coming north from I-95, I-195, we are the third driveway on the left, and we always fly both the U.S. and the Marine Corps flags. That's an interesting way to find us. Yep, that's a good thing to mention because what I noticed with one of our recent uh, windy days, apparently uh, the American flag had gotten a little torn and it had about a six-inch flap that was flapping the breeze. And what I did is I asked Peter to go out and take the flags down. I'm not going to fly a flag that looks like that. And within 48 hours, we had a brand-new American flag and a brand-new Marine Corps flag oh, up there. Nice. Because you got to keep them. If you're going to fly them, you want to fly them right, right, right. Absolutely. Let's talk for a minute about what happens if you haven't done savings, if you haven't done uh, retirement planning. You're going to need to live off your Social Security benefits. Do you know what the average Social Security check is? Twelve hundred and eighty-seven dollars across the country. A month for I'm, everything. I'm sorry, a month. Yeah, that's it. Um, so if you are in that kind of a situation, well, you might end up with a roommate. Um, you might have to change your lifestyle and your spending. You might have to continue to work. You might have to downsize. And we if you have fixed obligations, maybe you still have a mortgage. You have health insurance to pay. You have taxes. You have, uh, obviously, food and so forth. It may be very, very difficult for you to live on that $1,287. If you're a younger person, you're going to be amazed at how quickly the years go by. And the older you get, the faster those years go by. And I think everybody in this room would agree with that. Yes, of course. Um, So we tell people... Well, the other thing to think about... 
pensions and Social Security is that they pensions generally do not rise with inflation. Social Security is supposed to rise, but what's been happening lately is that the Medicare component has taken all of the increase of the Social Security, so there really hasn't been any increase in that. And yet all of the expense side of things continues to rise, so your budget gets more and more out of whack. Yeah, that That's true. I want to jump back for one quick second to the 401K and the 403B and the smart plan issue. One of the things that we've seen too many times, unfortunately, is somebody's working for a company that has a 401K and perhaps it offers a 6% match. Um, we're going to put in 6%, but only if you put in your own 6%. And so some people I've seen are not even getting the 6% match from their company because they felt they couldn't afford to put the 6% match in themselves. Um, that's probably the single worst mistake I see when somebody has access to a a plan, a retirement plan through work. If your employer has any kind of a match that they offer, absolutely put in the amount of money necessary to be able to claim that match. Otherwise, you're just leaving money on the floor. And what if they don't match any of it? Do you still recommend? Absolutely. As much as you can afford, as much as you can afford. You know, we live in a wonderful area where there's so many free things that you can do, inexpensive things that you can do that are fun. Um, we you know, the, the ocean is gorgeous. We can walk across the hurricane barrier now, which is phenomenal. Take a picnic lunch, walk across the hurricane barrier. But save money. You've got to save for retirement. Um, and uh, if you can, have multiple streams of income. I've seen people do that to excess also. I've seen people that work like two or three jobs, and they're working 60 hours a week, and, you know, they're wearing themselves out. But number one, claim any match that you're entitled to. Number two, pay above the match. And if you do have a spouse who's at home for whatever reason, whether they're disabled or anything else, it doesn't matter. Contribute into an IRA for both spouses if you're married. And you cannot contribute after, what, age 70 and a half? Basically. So Mm -hmm. um, you have a limited time span if you're already contemplating retirement um, in which you can contribute to these plans. But I like to tell people that It really doesn't matter what stage you are in life or how old you are in life. Uh, We can show you some things you can do to reposition assets or to save more. Um, Most people I see have never done a budget. And once you do a budget, it gives you a much better view of where to find things. Um, Protect your principal. If you're retired, we tell people to get more conservative in your investing. We, We have the wonderful benefit right now if you're in the stock market that... Uh, The market has gone up and up and up and up, but it also hasn't had a correction since 2008. So if you're in retirement or close to retirement and you've got a little nest egg that you've been working on and all of a sudden the market has a big correction, you don't have enough time to regain those savings necessarily. So we tell people to get more conservative. There were so many people who were hurt in 2008, 2009 time frame, where they had all of their money in these uh, stock exchange Mm -hmm. uh, products of one type or another, and they uh, just, they were devastated. And every eight years to ten, we always have a correction. It it will happen. We just don't know when it will happen. But the thing that we focus on most importantly is, the most important thing is just don't lose the money, which is that first quotation I gave you from Warren Buffett. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you've earned money. If you have, if you're in that position, that stage in your life right now, you don't want to lose what you've earned. We can show you some really good things you can do to protect it. And one of those good things is often an annuity. And I would suggest, Ray, at some point you do a show just on what the heck is an annuity anyway? Because people, I don't think, really understand what that word means and how it can help with your retirement. Well, I like to think of it and describe it to um, people I meet with as a principal-protected vehicle because they're designed and set up so that you cannot lose principal. That's the most important thing. And then secondly, on top of that, some of them offer bonuses and some will offer very good returns, usually tied to an index like the S&P 500 index, as an example. But um, we do a lot of that kind of work um, in 15 years plus in doing that kind of business. Nobody has lost a dollar. Uh, The performance has been great. The companies are good. And... um, most people feel very comfortable about those decisions. Including, though, the time frame of 2008, when people were losing a lot in the stock market, anything that was in a fixed annuity kind of product did not lose. My uncle was uh, a good situation, uh, a good example of that. Um, he passed away recently. He was 93 years of age. Um, he has actually been on the radio show in the past in the Battle of the Bulge sure. story that we did. A uh, great guy, and uh, we took some of his discretionary money and we put it half into a fixed annuity and half into an indexed annuity. And in an 11-year period, he basically doubled that money. More importantly, he didn't lose a dollar of it because it's principal protected. Yeah. So, yes, we're happy to answer any questions about that. Give us a call at 508 998 And our mantra our message has always been protect your family and protect your money. And that's all we're interested in doing. We have a little fun along the way once in a while. (laughs) So, Tenny, um, when it comes to estate planning, it seems to me that's just as important for uh, protecting assets as anything else. So you avoid probate. You avoid probate. You can protect yourself against some estate tax liability that may exist out there. You can protect your heirs, and I think that's what so many people are concerned about, that they've worked all their lives. They want to be able to pass on some kind of uh, financial heritage to their uh, children and grandchildren. And without this kind of uh, pre-planning, without estate planning documents, you're often not able to do that. So, yes... Getting the right documents in place is critical, and keeping them updated is critical. I often see people who did uh, durable powers of attorney, for example, back in the mid-90s. Well, those are out of date, and they really need to be updated. They're important documents. So give us a call. Come in for a review. We're happy to meet with you. If you have a woman who's single or divorced or unmarried or widowed, uh, basically uh, by herself, is estate planning just as important for a single woman? Absolutely. That single woman still has to protect herself and her assets, and she also has um, heirs, whether they are uh, loving brothers, sisters, whatever, or children, that she wants to make sure that her um, assets are passed down to. So, yes, Absolutely. In fact, in some ways it may be more critical because 
she may be um, alone in the world in the sense that um, what would happen if she were run over by that proverbial truck and, I thought and it could be the not bus. function. Um, somebody has to go to court to uh, become a guardian of her body, a conservator of her goods if she does not have those legal documents in place. Better to plan ahead of time. And obviously if somebody is married, then it's very important for both spouses to have an estate plan without yes, question. absolutely. Okay, so let me, let me just ask you, um, I want to give you a quotation that I started to misread. I thought it said, beware of Greeks bearing formulas, but this, <laughs> this, is, this is Warren Buffett, beware of geeks bearing formulas. Formulas. Huh? Formulas. In other words, investing, planning, uh, how you handle your finances is really not that complicated. It's simpler than what people think. You don't have to make it unusually difficult uh, in order to prepare and plan. And, um, Tenny, do you have uh, clients sometimes who do charitable planning? Do you ever have people who do that? Absolutely. Um, Many of the people we see tend to have very small families or actually no um, extended families at all. And so they're very anxious to make sure that uh, charitable gifts are made after they're gone. And charitable giving is something that can decrease your estate without having the uh, estate tax implications that your estate might otherwise have. In other words, it can help in making plans for avoidance of an estate tax. Well, we don't want folks to retire in poverty. We don't want people to feel pinched and starved and hungry and not able to support themselves or forced to go move in with a relative or forced to live in some setting that they're not comfortable in. There's all kinds of things that you can do to preserve and protect your assets and to make as much money as possible. And, Tenny, I know that in uh, Lance Law, Inc., you have a lot of different handouts you can provide people to about the estate planning process and uh, protecting assets from the nursing home and things like that, don't you? We do, and if anyone would like to receive any of those little pamphlets, please get in touch with us at Lance Law, Inc. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 70100, North Dartmouth, 02747, or call us at 508 508- Nine nine eight 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 zero zero. And from time to time, uh, Tenny does seminars that will explain in a little bit more depth some of this information. But uh, visiting the website or asking for one of the free reports is a very useful thing to do. I'd like to also mention that at USA Wealth Group, we have a number of really helpful, useful guides: the Baby Boomers Guide to IRA Planning, the Baby Boomers Guide to Social Security, information about college financing. We're happy to provide this information to you. Just give us a call. It would be more helpful to meet with you. Uh, There isn't any obligation. There isn't any cost to sit down and do that. Just give us a call, 508-998-8858. I have a lot of fun doing what I do, and I I don't know if you feel exactly the same way, but it, it gives me a lot of personal gratification when I can show somebody how to protect their money from, you know, the market going up and down, and I can show people how to make more money or make retirement decisions. Probably one of the most gratifying things I experience is I've got people who come in and sit down in fear and trepidation, and they say, 
I'm trying to find out if I can afford to retire. I'm really so tired of working. I don't want to do this anymore, but I'm not sure if I can afford it. And I'll sit down and work out their budget, work out their income, figure out Social Security when they should take it, and then basically say, you can afford to retire. In the last year, I've had several people actually break down in tears when I've told them that. Mm -hmm. Because it's very powerful when you tell somebody, you've done a good job, you've saved enough. If we did this and did this, then you can make it. You're going to be fine. And it's often single women who are coming in to talk with you about this, isn't it? That's true. I make women cry. <laughs> no, that's not what you said, is it? Georgie <laughs> Porgy. I'm kidding. No, but you do help a lot of women, and, and a Put lot of pie. single women have... Kiss the girls and made them cry. I remember all that. Joe. You remember that? Yes. Never mind. I also remember Aesop's fables. <laughs> I tried to bring that on the show once. <laughs> I have to give you one other quotation from Warren sure. Buffett before we close out here. Um And first I thought this was just interesting in terms of his behavior. But then I thought, you know, this really has application to coming to visit us in our office. And Warren Buffett said, it's better to hang out with people better than you. Pick out associates whose behavior is better than yours and you'll drift in that direction. Now, it's not that we're better than anybody else, but we have a lot of knowledge and skills and experience with clients that we can share with you and help evaluate your situation. And and not only are we not better than people, but what's nice about our office, I think, is that it is relatively informal. People come in expecting to be intimidated by lawyers or financial advisors, and people come away saying, oh, you're really a pretty decent person. So <laughs> let us help you. With Very. <laughs> we have a dozen people ready to help you. And my tip for the day is uh, do something nice for somebody else today because I find that that spreads a lot. Thank you so much for being with us.